But if planet Earth's a rocket wagon train upon a journey, and what if aliens don't fight an actress named Seth Gurney? We're not a bunch of geeks who live in basements, sleep on futons, but who wouldn't stream our podcast if we're calling it Space Croutons. It's an intergalactic, robot automatic, moon dust sporadic trip around the sun. It's a totally terrific, proven scientific, freaking fantastic phaser set to fun. It's space crew talk. We think. Get your space suit on. It's pink. We're triple cute. On that you can rely. And once you've tossed your salad in your flying saucer, it's valid to add space crew for lunch. With Neil Diamond? Lucy in the sky. I love Neil Diamond. Lucy in the sky. No, not Neil Diamond. With Space Croutons. Hi there, listeners. Curdy Clammerwood here with another episode of Space Croutons coming to you from Van Helsing, our mobile studio secretly parked somewhere in this great wide world. And as always, I am joined by our always-blinking, always-thinking AI assistant, Sally. Um, um. Sally, what are you doing? I am practicing meditation, Cordy. To better understand humans and their innate need to reach what you refer to as nirvana, heaven, paradise, tranquility, peace. Is that right? Well, how's it working out for you so far? I am not sure. Can you tell me? What does teen spirit smell like? Well, actually, that was a song written and recorded by the group Nirvana. Yes, I have found a reference in my database. Shall we play it to see what it smells like? Actually, no, Sally. We don't have the publisher's or the artist's permission to play it. But we do have permission to play a song from today's sponsor. How about we do that instead? Yes, Cordy. I concur with that suggestion. Let's all meditate as we listen to our sponsor of the day, Grayson Depressor with his song, Talkin' Bout Love. Om. Love is cool. But love is cruel. When a fool falls in love with another fool. And love is kind. But love is blind. And I want to find the love that is finally mine You can have my heart If you take it home Wrap it in your arms and guarantee I'll never be alone Cause I'm a man who understands that words are good enough when you're talking about love. When you're talking about love. There it is, people. Grayson Depression. Talking about love. That reminds me of something my dad used to say when we used to talk. Stop your yapping! I'm trying to watch Gilligan! 
perhaps Curdy, today's story will help us to reach enlightenment. Well, let's try it and see, Sally. Here we go with a tale from the turn of the century. The 21st century, that is. We call it Big Data. It was another long night. Don't get me wrong. As a computer consultant, I appreciate the work. But this latest job turned into be a real bear. The two-digit date issue affecting every computerized system in the world really took hold of the world in 99. Y2K, as the media dubbed it, caused a real panic. Stories about how the banks, utilities, and the military will all shut down when the date rolls over in 2000. Fears that computer systems were designed and programmed around a two-digit year code. As far as they knew, they could roll from 99 to 1900 at midnight on New Year's Eve. You would think the sky was falling from the reaction of the general public. Of course, the media and several computer companies were sensationalizing the issue for their own reasons. Whether it was a great story to pull in viewers and advertising dollars, or a rationalization for companies to sell consulting services, to find and fix this issue for companies, governments, and even individuals who knew nothing more about computers other than how to put an AOL disk in a desktop and run an install program. It created a lot of business. Honestly, it was more work than consultants. As part of my process, I scan computer code and its resulting automations. First, looking for any reference to a two-digit day code and how the automation uses the day code. If the automation doesn't care whether it's 2000 or 1900, or if the day code is four digits and it rolls over to 2000 properly, I verified it was Y2K compliant and moved on. But if it fails, I have to track down the cause or causes and implement a fix. Before I get into the next part, I need to give you some background. I've always been a big kid. Because of that, I was recruited early to join the football team when I was growing up. Whether it be Little League, junior high, high school, or college, I was always in the starting lineup. I played several positions but found my calling as a middle linebacker. I was big, fast, and I could read the plays, or rather, the patterns the offense always followed. It was like reading their minds. The way they lined up, their looks, the subtle movements always let me know what they were up to. And I had a regular following. They called me Big Dad. Yeah, I know. What kind of name is Dad? My mom was a Vietnamese war bride and named me after her father. Soon after getting back to the States, my mom realized my father was a womanizing alcoholic. I didn't know until I was in my teens, but mom snuck us out and away from him after suffering several beatings. She was working two jobs just to keep food on the table. So when football provided a route to college and a way to relieve some of the financial pressures off of mom, I jumped on it with both feet. And as good as I was, and I was very good, making the pros wasn't very likely. So I followed the industry trends of the 80s into computer science. And even though I wasn't the best at programming, my ability to see patterns helped me with math and eventually led me to analyzing computer systems. I was known as a system troubleshooter. I could find problems that most would miss, which is what led me to this gig, no pun intended. Well, maybe. I've worked on several systems over the last couple of years and noticed a pattern in those systems, their code, and the results of my scans and intuitively gave me pause. Sometimes, corrupted data causes special characters to be displayed, and I've been noticing more and more instances of special characters in the results of my algorithms. But what really concerns me is I can't cross-reference the special characters to anything. Obviously, not in binary, octal, hexadecimal, but not in ASCII or any other industry standard coding system either. I've compared them to runes, American Indian carvings, hieroglyphics. I searched through every library and reference I could find, but haven't found anything. I've even tried the new Ask Jeeves search engine. 
it was no use. I don't think that company is going to stay in business very long. The job I was working on that night was for a large company with a lot of very old peripherals, you know, dot matrix printers, green screen monitors, computer tapes, and even punch card readers. I was tired, punchy, <laughs> and needed to take a break. A stack of punch cards caught my eye. I hadn't seen punch cards since high school. My physics teacher, we didn't even have computer classes in high school yet. He had a punch card reader in his lab, and he let me use it to earn a Boy Scout merit badge for data processing. I picked up a card and held it up to the light. I had loved looking for patterns in the holes while working on the merit badge. Holding one up now, a weird thought came to me. What if I punched out one of those characters that I've been seeing and run it through the reader? I thought it would come out as gibberish, but it would make for an entertaining break. I cut the holes using a ruler and my trusty Boy Scout pocket knife that I always carried. It took a while, but I was proud of my artwork. Expecting a system error message, I ran the card through the reader. Life was what the reader displayed, and there was no way the holes I punched would have converted to the word life. I ran it again. Again, it displayed life. Had I forgotten how to read a punch card? I put in a blank card and typed life on the keyboard. Removing the card, I held it up to compare with the first card. They didn't match. They weren't even close. What was going on? I grabbed a third card and cut out another symbol I've been seeing. I ran this one through the reader and displayed the word change. Again, I grabbed a blank card and typed in change. I compared it to the previous card. They weren't even close. I repeated the process six more times, once for each special character I had discovered. I ended up with eight words, life and change, but also no, will, you, this, it, and as. Well, it was late, and I obviously needed to sleep. I called it a night and headed home. The next day, I felt much better. I was sure that when I reran the cards, they would error or display gibberish. I got to work about 8.30, feeling energized. I walked into the computer room. The air conditioner seemed to be running full blast. Computer rooms tend to hover around 65 degrees, but I swear it was below 50 this morning. I walked over to the computer operator on duty to say good morning and asked about the temperature. He was a middle-aged man wearing glasses, a pocket protector, and a tie straight out of the 70s. Morning, Terry. Morning, Dad. How are you? Seems cold in here this morning. What's going on? We shipped out a bunch of the non-compliant equipment this morning for destruction. We had the doors open for a while, and the room warmed up. The boss turned the AC up to cool it back off, and when they finished, but he hasn't come back to reset yet. I'm sure he'll be back soon. I don't know if I can wait. It's a good thing I kept my jacket in the car. You want me to bring back some coffee for you? You know we can't have drinks in here. Thanks anyway. That's right. Seeing a few. By the time I got back to the computer room, it was still cold, but the blowers were no longer running full blast. I walked over to the workstation where I ran the cards last night, anxious to prove my hypothesis about being tired and misreading the cards. But the reader wasn't there. Figuring it had been moved, I looked around, eventually going over to Terry after not finding it. Terry, what happened to the punch card reader that was over by the report printer? Card reader? We haven't used punch cards in years. What are you talking about? There was one by the printer. I used it last night. Sorry, Dad. You must have gone out with the rest of the equipment we sent out this morning. If I had known you needed the reader, I would have held on to it. Do you have the contact information for the company that picked up the equipment? Sure. Here's the invoice. I'm not that familiar with the company myself, but the guy running the crew seemed nice enough, although a little odd. He was wearing mirrored sunglasses the whole time. Never took them off. And now that you mention it, I seem to remember him putting the card reader in a metal briefcase, unlike the other equipment, which was boxed up and carried out. I contacted the equipment destruction company. They didn't know anything about a man wearing mirrored sunglasses and didn't show a card reader on the list of equipment picked up. Over the following weeks, as we got closer to the end of the year and the impending deadline, the work got frantic. 
major systems were still being evaluated on New Year's Eve. I continued to see the symbols, and I would often go back to the night the card readers spit out those eight words. Life, change, no, will, you, this, it, and as. I looked for other readers. I even found a few and ran the cards through them, but they all spit out error messages. Had I imagined the whole thing? On New Year's Eve, unlike many consultants that were camped out in the data centers, or the throngs of partiers dancing to Prince's party like it's 1999, I was at home, exhausted. I was watching Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve when I heard scratching at my door. I looked out the side window. I saw a chocolate lab sitting on the doorstep, a lost dog. Maybe it belonged to the family that lived here before me. It was wearing a collar, so I opened the door, hoping the contact information was on it. The collar was shiny with the name Lucy, spelled out in shiny rhinestones, or maybe diamonds. As I reached for the collar, the dog spoke. Wow, buddy, you don't know me. Didn't your parents teach you not to pet strange dogs? Well, yeah. I, I paused and pulled my hand back. You can talk? I mean, you can talk? Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that later. But first, I need to talk about those symbols. You know the ones that I'm talking about. The, the special characters? You, you know what they mean? Wait, you can talk and you know about computers? I know that this is a leap, but stay with me. A lot of bad things are about to start happening thanks to Y2K, but with your help, I think we can stop it. You need my help? I, I think I need help. Can I come in? This probably looks odd to your neighbors. Sure, sure, come on in. I step back, letting the Labrador into my living room. Thanks. Have a seat, and I'll get right to it. I stumbled toward the recliner, wondering if I was having a mental breakdown. I knew I'd been working a lot of long hours lately, but really? The fact that you recognize the pattern tells us that you are the person to help us get things straight. But you're a dog that talks and knows about computers. Today a dog, tomorrow a plant, the day after, who knows. That is assuming you experience time sequentially. But back to why I'm here. We need your help. You see patterns where others can't. We need you to look at a sequence of numbers and find out what they mean. You figured out the other symbols. You just didn't know what to do with them. That is why I'm here. Now, get to this address on the internet, help.compuserve.com. I sat there looking at the dog. Get on the internet? A talking dog wants me to get on the internet? At any moment, I expect to see a bright flash and this would all be over. The hemorrhage in my brain would be complete and I'd be dead. Dial up DSL or what? Huh? What kind of internet connection do you have? You have mail? Oh, you probably don't know that phrase yet. Anyway, please connect to the internet and go to help.compuserve.com. I knew what CompuServe was. Any computer consultant worth his salt knew that. Shoot, most anyone who knew what a computer was had heard of and used CompuServe. The first internet service provider in the U.S. They weren't going anywhere. I got up, walked over to my kitchen table with my Gateway 286 PC and my screaming DSL connection. It took a minute to boot the computer and for me to connect. But when I got to the CompuServe website... The dog continued. Enter the word mood ring. One word, no capitals. The screen displayed the eight characters I had been chasing since 1999. Now what? Click on the fourth character. I'm sorry, this interface is still text-based. Try this combination. Hold down the control, shift, alt, and escape keys while typing in the letters L-I-F-E. Now how was I going to do that? It took some doing to position my left hand to hold down the first four keys while sequentially typing the other with my right hand. Several years of playing guitar was finally paying off. 
The screen changed to a page of numbers and letters, all evenly spaced in perfect rows and columns. It was like a word search. Here is where I'm hoping you can really be of assistance. We've run this through every algorithm we can think of but cannot break the code. Help us, Obi-Wan. You're our only hope. Ha <laughs> ha. The dog snickered. It took me a minute to get the reference. <laughs> what? You know about Star Wars 2? Who do you think was George Lucas's technical advisor? What? Please, Dad. We're short on time. If we don't hurry, we won't be able to stop this. Stop what? Well, Y2K, of course. It was never meant to go this far. This far? Dad. Focus. I turned back to the screen. A few of the letters on the screen began to glow for me. A pattern was coming together. Was it a word or a phrase? I wrote down the letters and rearranged them. Now that's not it. Something told me they needed to stay in their original order. Now I saw it. My trusty old six-string was sitting at the corner of my living room. Could the letters be notes? With my guitar on my lap, I began to pick out the notes and soon found a pattern. The first series was E-C- D-E-C. The second was D-B-C-D-B. The third followed was C-B-A-C-E. And the progression completed with F-D. G. I played through it a few times, feeling the melody draw me in. I've heard it before, but didn't realize the significance. Thank you, Dat. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Another Star Wars reference? Really? The dog turned to walk through the front door. Not just the doorway, but the actual door. Hey! I yelled and jumped heading for the door. I swung it open and called out, What about Y2K? Oh, that was a hoax to get you to help me. <laughs> Nothing is going to happen. Don't you worry. I stood there perplexed as the dog began to rise up into the air. Her collar seemed to be glowing, blinding me for a second. What now? I yelled as the dog continued to ascend. Find the objects. There are more like the card reader. They're very important and will lead you to the truth. They will change your life as you know it. And if anyone asks why you need the objects, just tell them Lucy sent you. Oh, and Kaini Ikala. Lucy! 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 So that's why I'm here. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds sent me to find the objects.
Well, that story had a little bit of everything, didn't it, Sally? And that melody sounds kind of familiar. Analysis indicates that the same melody has been present in more than one other story, but it does not match anything written or recorded by Nirvana and thus does not smell like a ghost in its teens. Well, we better report that to HQ and see what turns up. In the meantime, I think it's time to sign off. I agree, as it is time for my computer yoga session with Swami Rama. Sally, I am impressed with how you really want to better yourself. And goodbye to all of you out there. Thanks for listening and keep peace in your heart until our next story time. And once you've tossed your salad in your flying saucer, it's valid to add space croutons for lunching with Lucy in the sky. With Neil Diamond? Lucy in the sky. I love Neil Diamond. Lucy in the sky. No, not Neil Diamond. With space croutons. Space Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode 10 story by Jerry. Recording and production by John, Jessica, and Jeff. Original music by Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of John, Jessica, Jeff, and Sally. Entire work copyright 2020 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch audio production.